Christmas time is right around the corner, and this is my favorite time of the year. I wanted to make you aware of one of the resources that you can get through the No Higher Calling shop, and that is Great Hymns for Growing Hearts, Christ the Savior is Born. This is a beautiful four-week Advent hymn study that teaches the story behind four beloved Christmas carols. While singing the carols together as a family, you'll learn more about the character of God through heart-probing questions, discussion prompts, family activities, and more. This is an Advent resource that you will want to add to your family lineup as you seek to prepare your hearts and homes for Christmas and keep Christ center in all that you do this holiday season. Find this resource at www.knowhighercalling.org. Ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hey ladies, welcome back to the No Higher Calling podcast. This episode is going to be really fun. Uh, Tis the season for Christmas traditions. Now I did an episode, I believe it was last year, sharing some of our Christmas traditions. Um, So these will be very similar yet different because we are just in a completely new season of life than what we were a year ago. Um, So some of our traditions have changed or tweaked a little bit, Um, but this is one of the topics that I just love speaking on. Um, I love investing time and thought into my home and my family, and especially when it comes to the holidays, to the traditions that we establish. Uh, Simeon and I did an episode recently on uh, creating a family culture. So if you haven't listened to that, go listen to it. Um, But kind of some of the idea behind it is when my kids grow up and leave the house and are starting families of their own, and they're reflecting on their childhood, what are things... Um, what are they going to think of? What are they going to remember? And when it comes Christmas time in their homes, what are they going to remember from their childhood? What might even carry over that they would then continue to do as traditions with my grandchildren? Um, So anyway, this is just going to be a fun topic that we are going to jump into today. I'm going to share with you some traditions that we are doing this year, a few of them. We are starting brand new, so we'll see how they go. You know, the thing about this is is that you can just uh, feel free to make it up as you go. Have fun. Um, obviously, there are some things that you're going to fall in love with that are going to be something that you do every year. And then there's other things that, like I said, seasons change. And sometimes that means that you and your traditions have to adapt with that. Um, and then I understand that there are some times in life where you just come to the holiday season and for whatever reason, um, it is difficult. You know, we were somewhat there last year. Um, a lot of emotions as we were just a month away from moving to Australia, a lot of lasts, um, things were just a little different for us. It was a little harder to feel the holiday cheer um, when we were just so much upheaval was going on in our life. Uh, this year, on the flip side, we're very much settled. We're very much established. We've been in Australia for a year now. 
Um, but we're also still kind of grieving the reality of this is our first Christmas that we will not spend with family. I mean, for me in 31 years, this is the first Christmas that my family, my extended family is not going to be a part of it. So that brings its own uh, interesting aspect to the holidays, but um, we are trying to make it special just as our own intimate family, me and my husband and our children. Another thing that's really interesting about Christmas this year is I am due to have a baby the day after Christmas. Now, I understand that due date means absolutely nothing. Uh, baby could come before Christmas. Baby could come on Christmas. Baby could come after Christmas. Um, and I have mentally prepared myself that baby might be a 2024 baby. We will see what the Lord has in store. Um, but all that to say, I have traditions lined up. I have things planned that we're going to do, but we're holding that all very loosely, um, understanding the reality that if baby comes, everything else takes a back seat, and we are just going to enjoy our Christmas present from the Lord. So uh, without further ado, let's just jump in and talk about some Christmas traditions that our family is going to be doing this year. So the first one is really just kicking off the Christmas season. Now I'm recording this a little bit early, um, but by the time this episode comes out, we will have already been past December 1st. Um, you know, you have people that are all ends of the spectrum on when to start decorating for Christmas. I know some people that never take their tree down. Um, they just like continue to decorate it seasonally throughout the year. You have your spring tree, your summer tree, um, you know, you've got your Thanksgiving tree and then it turns into a Christmas tree. Um, you know, then there's the group that thinks, you know, October. October, the group that thinks November, the group that says, oh no, it has to be after Thanksgiving, but before December 1st, you have all of those uh, ideas on the board. Uh, Simeon and I differ in our opinions a little bit on this. He is a December 1st, that's when it starts. Um, I would probably start in November. Usually we use Thanksgiving as kind of like our anchor point, but we don't have Thanksgiving in Australia. Um, so actually somebody was joking when I told her this and said, well, actually Australia's day of thanks is in May. So I was like, Hey, I can decorate for Christmas in May, um, which is actually going into our winter season. So it may feel a little more, uh, Christmas vibe if we did that. It's so strange celebrating Christmas in the Southern Hemisphere because it is hot, like 100 degrees hot weather. And, uh, you know, you go outside and our neighbors have inflatable snowmans in their yard and everybody's dreaming of a white Christmas. And I'm like, you guys, it's really hot. This does not feel like Christmas or the end of the year. Anyway, again, with traditions, we're rolling with it. We're making new things. Um, I was talking to an American lady who's been in Australia now for like 17 years. And she said, you know, they just had to give up all of the comfort casseroles and hot foods of Christmas. And they just do like cold salads and seafood and things like that because it's just, it's crazy. You know, you're not going to want to eat stuffing when it's 115 degrees outside. Uh, but anyway, uh, I digress. But okay, back to kicking off Christmas. So we are going to kick off the Christmas season. We did kick off the Christmas season by the time this comes out, December 1st. And there are a few things that we are going to do. So if you listened to my episode last year about Christmas traditions, um, we always get our kids a Christmas book. Now, normally, that has been a Christmas Eve thing. They get to unwrap their Christmas Eve book, and we read it to them that evening before bed, and then they're off to bed 
ready for Christmas day. Um, we tweaked that a little bit and I actually think I'm going to like it so much better. Um, because sometimes Christmas Eve is busy and we're trying to fit in the book. And now that my kids are getting a little bit older, especially my oldest, um, she's seven, but she reads like she's 17. And so, you know, she doesn't want the little storybooks that are over in five seconds. She wants a book book. Um, so, you know, I can't sit down and read her a chapter book about Christmas on Christmas Eve, especially when I have a lot of other children that are waiting to get their book read to them. So we decided that December 1st is our kickoff to Christmas. We've cleared our calendar. We're going to get our tree. We're going to decorate our house. The blaring of Christmas music will finally begin. Um, we're going to do some of those things. But at breakfast, they're going to come out to their spot and they're going to have their wrapped book ready and waiting for them. Um, so that is how we're going to kick it off. And then also, I always bring out their past books. We have a Christmas library that we've been working on building over the past, well, goodness, my daughter's seven now, my oldest. So seven years of doing this. Um, and so we pull out all of those books uh, during the month of December, but this is going to be our official December 1st. They get their new book. So they have the whole month to read it. We have the whole month to read it to them again and again and again. Um, and we also bring out our Christmas library. So that'll be a part of my Christmas decorations. We have this little, um, kind of bookshelf thing in our living room. So one of the little cubbies is going to our Christmas library. So we'll have all of those easily accessible for the month of December. Um, if you want to see what books we have gotten for our kiddos this year and books that we have gotten for them in the past, I'll link two different, um, links down in the comment section. One is actually for the gift guide that I put together for this year. Just some ideas of some things that we are going to be getting for our kiddos. It does include each one of their Christmas books. And then I did a post last year, a blog post, um, sharing the Christmas books that we have gotten over the years. So if you're looking for some good Christmas books, we have found some that we love and I will link those below. Um, so that's kicking it off. December 1st, we're ready. We're in Christmas mode. Books are, have kicked off our season. What better way to start a Brazzle Christmas than with books? Um, and we just jump in headfirst into the month. Um, some other things that we'll do throughout the month, we always have a Christmas baking day. Um, so I'm really excited about that. We have some of our favorite Christmas treats. If you want to get that, you can actually get that um, in the new Holiday Hospitality Guide, which is available on the No Higher Calling shop. That has, oh goodness, so many of our favorite Christmas cookies and desserts and candies and treats. Um, I'll talk about this here in just a little bit, um, but it'll also have some of our traditional recipes for what we do every Christmas morning. Um, and then a new tradition that we're going to start, which is our Christmas Eve shepherd's meal. Again, more to that, uh, more on that in just a few moments. Um, but if you're looking for some really good traditional recipes, um, that is available in the shop as a digital download that you can purchase. Um, and it also has some really great content on um, planning hospitality through the holidays, why it's important, how to simplify it, ideas of things that you can do, um, some planning sheets to help you make that go as smooth as possible. Um, but that is available if you want to check that out. Again, I'll put the link down in the comments. So we always have our Christmas baking day. Um, in the other Christmas tradition episode, I shared... We, goodness, for the past, like, I think since Simeon and I have been married, um, we have 
always hosted a couple's Christmas party at our house, which really is not just the highlight of my Christmas season. It's like the highlight of the year of hospitality for me. Hospitality is a huge thing in our home. We have people in our home almost on a weekly basis. Um, And the culmination of that really was our annual Christmas party. But now that we're in Australia, um, I don't have my mother-in-law who can take my children and keep them overnight. Um, I could find a babysitter, but again, it's just, it's a party that goes late and the babies are out. It's just, it's, it felt like it was too much. And on top of that, I am very pregnant, which is why I'm like out of breath in this episode. I need to slow down. Um, but yeah, so there's just a lot going on and it felt like it was just going to be, a lot to try to tackle. So we've tried to come up with something else that we could do to make it special. Um, And so we just recently launched our first church plant here in Australia. We launched that back in October. We've been having some visitors. We had someone saved through that ministry already. So we were kind of like, how can we do kind of like a Christmas open house, incorporating those people from our church, um, people from our sponsoring church, our friends. So we just decided that we're going to do a big Christmas fellowship evening. It's going to be a few hours. It's going to be a drop-in. I'm going to make this springboards off the Christmas baking. Uh, We're going to do all this Christmas baking. Obviously, we're going to have way more treats than we can eat ourselves, than we should eat ourselves. Um, So a lot of this will spring into our Christmas fellowship. So a lot of the baking will be, it'll show up there. Um, But we're going to just invite a bunch of people. We're going to invite our neighbors, our friends, um, people from our church, from our sponsoring church. And we're just going to say, hey, for a couple hours, this is from between this time and this time, drop in, um, bring a treat to share, come eat some snacks, have fun, chat, leave as you want to. Um, So we'll see. I am really excited about that. I feel like in this season, that's a little bit more of a manageable thing, especially having it being a drop-in. So we're going to move forward with that one. Um, And that ties in with our Christmas baking. I know sometimes with Christmas baking, it's like, oh, that's a great idea. That's a lot of fun. But I don't need dozens of Christmas cookies and candy and all those things. I'm just sitting around my house and then it goes bad and then it's a waste of money and ingredients. And um, so there's always things that you can find to do with your Christmas baking. You know, you can gift it to people, gift it to neighbors, gift it to community service workers. But this is kind of what we're going to do, tying those two things together. Uh, Another thing that we love to do is we love to go caroling. I had a friend back in the States who would always kind of organize um, a little like mom, kid, not a play date, but like an outing, I guess, where we would go to a local nursing home and go caroling. And that was so much fun. Our church here, actually, um, our sponsoring church, which, okay, so let me just clarify here. Our church that we planted only has Sunday morning service at the current moment um, because we are just like a baby, baby church. And we rent our space, so we're only going to pay for it once a week. Um, But then the church that is sponsoring us to come in the country, we still attend there on Sunday night and Wednesday nights and are heavily involved in the ministry there. Um, But they do a caroling evening. It's a big community event. So as long as baby Terry's there coming, uh, we will be doing caroling with them. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, We always love to sing as a family, and uh, Christmas songs are extra fun. 
So we're going to enjoy that. But that really is kind of our traditions throughout the month of December, which brings us up to the big days, Christmas Eve and Christmas morning. So Christmas Eve has always been a huge thing for my mother-in-law. We always went to her house and she just had a slew of traditions that she did every year. I mean, we loved it. It was so much fun and she made it special. So I didn't really have to work very hard to make it special. It was always mamaw's thing. Well, now we find ourselves over, you know, a world apart from family and, um, you know, it just kind of dawned on me, like, what are we going to do to make this day special? Now this year it falls on a Sunday. Um, and again, it's two days before my due date. So I'm not really holding it all loosely. I'm not sure what Christmas Eve is going to look like, but if it looks like what I'm thinking it will, um, this is our plan for our new Christmas Eve. So the kids get to open their stockings on Christmas Eve, and usually their stockings are very simple. Again, you can see in that link that I'll post below in the gift guide um, some ideas. We usually do some type of audio adventure, Patch the Pirate, Jonathan Park. Those are some favorites. And then just like a little trinkety toy. So just something, you know, very small and simple. Really, the CD is probably like the highlight of the stocking. Um, But we open stockings, and then we are going to do a family gift box. So this is a present for the whole family. I'm so excited about this. So it's going to have a game in it, an activity for us to do that evening. So you can, again, check out that gift guide and it'll show you what game we've chose. Um, But we're going to have a game. It has our matching Christmas PJs. So again, this was something that my mother-in-law always did. The whole family, everybody that came for Christmas Eve got matching jammies. And that was always fun to get that, you know, iconic picture that you can post on Instagram. And um, so I was like, well, I want to keep doing that. Um, so <laughs> I I just got a shirt. We're just going to put whatever bottoms we have with it. Um, but the shirt, I told Simeon, I was like, I got two sizes. They're just adult, like unisex sizes. And I was like, depending on how humongous I am, like right at my due date, depends on if you get one size or if I get that size. (laughs) So we'll see. Um, Thankfully, he's not a huge guy, so we can can make it manage if he has to take the smaller one and I have to take the bigger one. Um, But that will be coming in our box. And then I'm going to fill it with some just of our favorite snacks and things that we can enjoy. Probably, you know, like out of the box. I don't actually usually buy snacks. I make a lot of my snacks just to avoid like all the stuff. Um, but you know, that's, that's a special night. So I might splurge and we'll buy Oreos or whatever, uh, things mama doesn't normally let the kiddos have. Uh, so that's going to be fun. So that Christmas Eve evening, we're going to dig into our family box. We're going to have our family night. I'm really looking forward to that. But before we get to the family box, um, we are going to do a Christmas Eve shepherd's meal. So I first heard about this um, from Sally Clarkson, who I absolutely love and admire. Um, And then I've heard about it from several other people since. But this is just really a, just a simple dinner. Sally said, you know, with Christmas comes so much, so much prep work, so much cooking, so, so many things that she wanted to make Christmas Eve special, but simple. So she did this Christmas Eve shepherd's meal and she just kept it simple. She does homemade, um, potato soup and a homemade, um, like herb bread. Uh, you could have like a snack tray of cheese and crackers and fruits and just nuts, simple things like that, um, that you just enjoy. It could be a meal like the shepherds might have had which we already have a potato soup recipe that we absolutely love. 
Again, we're going to be eating soup in the summer here, but it'll be in the evenings. Hopefully it'll have cooled off some. Um, but that's the plan for Christmas Eve dinner. We are going to have our shepherd's meal and we're really going to spend that time during dinner as a family, just reflecting on the reason for the holiday, um, which is Jesus Christ, which is him coming to earth as a baby, but connecting that with the, the reality that it was so much more than that. You know, the story of Christmas does not stop at the manger. It goes to the cross and beyond to the reason that he came. The whole reason that this baby came and was born in a manger on that night was so that he could die for our sins, so that we could be redeemed unto God, um, trying to connect that scarlet cord for our children. Um, but really just reading through Luke 2 together. This is when we're going to sit down as a family, um, read through Luke 2, spend that time devotionally, um, really just preparing our hearts and focusing in as a family on Christ, on what he did for us, having some time of prayer, just praying together, thanking the Lord, um, enjoying being with one another. That's going to, that will then set the stage for us to transition into our family night, um, which then springboards into Christmas morning. So uh, another thing, Christmas Eve evening, Simeon and I always sleep under the Christmas tree. And that's just something that we've always done. I don't know how that's going to work this year. We normally pull our mattress out um, by the tree. Our mattress here in Australia is so heavy. And uh, I know I can't help him carry it being this pregnant, but I also can't sleep on the floor. Um, and I'm also, <laughs> I told him the other day, I was like, what if I go into labor on Christmas Eve night and like my mattress is on the floor and then like I have to like lay on the floor. <laughs> so anyway, we'll see exactly how all that comes together. Um, but we normally do that just to do something special as a couple. We sleep by the tree. Um, it's always fun on that evening to have on the twinkling lights and just to wind down the day. The kids are in bed. Everything's quiet. We're preparing for a busy Christmas um, and just to have that time as a couple. But then Christmas morning, uh, again, is going to look a little bit different. Over here in Australia, um, pretty much everybody goes to church on Christmas morning. That's kind of a given. Um, even if church isn't on a Sunday, which I know is very different for those of us in the States. Um, but so we're figuring all of that out with our normal things and baby and what that'll look like. Um, but we will have that, but we always do a traditional Christmas morning breakfast. I do cinnamon rolls. Those are cinnamon rolls from Hope's Table Cookbook, which is the best cookbook in the world. Um, 95% of my recipes come from her cookbook. So uh, I will link that down in the comments as well. Um, but we always do her caramel cinnamon rolls. And I make this breakfast casserole dish that we all love that's easy to prep ahead and then have it ready to bake on Christmas morning. So that is our Christmas breakfast. Um, and, uh, you know, then we have our normal gifts that we have that we have gotten for our, or gotten for our children. Um, this year again is a little different because family has sent us gifts. So we'll also be trying to fit in a video call with family so they can watch the kids open the gifts that they got for them. Um, but if you see pictures of our tree and you're like, wow, there's a lot of presents under there. It's because they're not just from mom and dad. They're from family too. Um, but anyway, one thing that I'm really excited about this year, I've been wanting to do this forever, but my kids really weren't old enough to get it. Um, so growing up, we were not allowed to like even breathe on our presence. I mean, it was the unpardonable sin. 
the rule in our house was if you touched your present, it was going back to the store. So we knew that you did not touch, you did not shake, you did not guess, you just looked from afar. Then I married Simeon and he's like under the tree touching and shaking and guessing and guessing right and I can't lie to him and ruining all my Christmas surprises and I was mortified. I was like, what are you doing? You are not allowed to touch your presents. And he's like, that's one of the best parts about Christmas is touching them all and shaking them and be like, well, this one's Legos. (laughs) So we had to uh, come to a little bit of a compromise here. Because it literally was just like, oh my goodness, I could not believe that. And I still cringe. He still kind of, you know, rearranges, rearranges them some. And uh, inside, I just like recoil like, oh my goodness, that is so wrong. Um, But I saw somebody share this idea like years ago. And I said, this is perfect. I am going to do this. This solves my problem. Um, And this is the first Christmas that we're doing it. So... Uh, what is happening is everybody is getting their own print of wrapping paper. So instead of putting tags and names and all of that, I just know that, hey, this wrapping paper goes with this person and this wrapping paper goes with that person and they don't know which wrapping paper is theirs. So if they want to touch and they want to look, they can, but they don't know if it's theirs or not. So on Christmas Eve, at the bottom of their stocking, they're going to have the little piece of of wrapping paper. I'm just going to toss in a piece of wrapping paper that matches their particular paper print so that when they pull that out, they'll be like, oh, you know, mine's the one that has holly berries all over it um, or whatnot. And then, you know, I mean, it'll be like right before they go to bed. So they won't have a lot of time to like dig under the tree. But I'm really excited about this. Uh, It'll make it a little more fun for me, some of the suspense of it. And, you know, make it fun for them too, hopefully, especially the kiddos. Wondering like, ooh, is that big one mine? Or whatever. Um, And then that big reveal of, ooh, which wrapping paper is my wrapping paper? And then I can see them all now like diving under the tree to try to look and be like, ooh, I have this many presents. Or, um, But I just thought that was such a fun idea. So we're going to give that a whirl this year. See if it's something that becomes tradition for us. Um, but, but I'm excited about it. I think that that'll be something really fun and special. And again, a compromise in between the two extremes of me and Simeon's, uh, ideas on engaging with your presence before Christmas morning. Um, so anyways, this is just a fun episode telling you some of what we're doing for this Christmas season. I would love to hear what you're doing. I love hearing other people's ideas, what you're loving doing as a family. Obviously, some of these ideas did not originate with me. Um, I got them from other people. So I always think it's fun to share different things and to glean from other people's ideas and creativity. So feel free to send those to me. You can engage with me on Instagram. I'll probably try to do a little Q&A box uh, asking on some of your favorite Christmas traditions. And uh, you can always email me at nohighercallingpodcast at gmail.com. But I hope that you and your family have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas season. I know we're kind of just kicking off this month. Uh, starting the month of December, we'll have a few other Christmas topics coming on the podcast and then some as we look into starting a new year. Um, But thank you so much for joining me and I look forward to chatting with you ladies again. 
I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe, share with your friends, and engage with me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home, and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to fall more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman He's called you to be. Thanks for listening.